0: Hey guys, this is Vaughn Kohler, and you're listening to the MF CEO Project. Do you live your life as a lighthouse? Do you operate your business as a tugboat? Andy is joined in the studio by Sean Whalen, an entrepreneur, motivator, social media influencer, and a 2020 candidate for the President of the United States. If you're easily offended, stop listening right now. But if you're eager for intellectual stimulation, listen on.
1: Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy, and I am the motherfucking CEO. I'm here with my co host, Vaughn Kohler, otherwise known as DJ DJ God. <laughs> Why two DJs? I don't know it's just the way it's like the it's like the effect DJ reverb reverb. okay yeah it's the it's the bass I like it so uh today is gonna be cool uh before we get going into our show um we're gonna it's gonna be a, a a content driven awesome show I'm excited to have uh my good buddy here Sean Whalen what's up brother what's up man all the way in from Utah boom Utah. How many wives you got out there in Utah?
2: I can't. I lost count. Forty-seven. What's, What's today? Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know. I have my Tuesday <laughs> wives and my Wednesday wives. And- yeah.
1: So he's living a life out there in Utah while while Vaughn is giving us lectures on uh, religion here <laughs> five <laughs> oh, minutes boy. ago. Um, before we jump in, we got to hit the question of the day because Vaughn had a good one and I wanted him to bring yeah. it up. So, so yeah, let's hit me with that question there.
0: Yeah. So we've gotten some people who are confused who maybe don't listen to the whole context of the show and they believe that you are hypocritical in saying that that on the one hand you need to be a good person and recognize that you're not the center of the universe, okay? The world does not revolve around you. But then in another sense you tell people you need to be the MF CEO of your own life. Okay, so so, so the, what's the fucking question there? So <laughs> they think that that's they think that that's a contradic- contradiction. In what way? that i guess being the mf ceo of your own life means it's it's all about you you're the person who is the most important you and all your dreams and not doing
1: being you know. the mf ceo of your life is m- about taking responsibility for your actions and the results you produce and understanding that you are in control of the direction you go okay and being diligent about that process on an hourly basis not a daily basis not a weekly basis not 3 days of the month on an hourly basis, being responsible for your own decisions. How does that equal a contradictory concept to, to putting other people first? Right. If you're not in a situation that you could be your best, your most powerful, your strongest, okay, your most successful, how can you possibly give the most or the best that you create to the rest of the world? Okay, and if you can't understand that concept and you're sitting there wondering, you know, how Andy talked, because I think the exact words were Andy talks out of both sides of his mouth. um, If you're the person who wrote that in and you can't understand how it's important to be the best that you could possibly be so that you contribute the most that you could possibly contribute. You need to wear a fucking helmet while you listen to this podcast (laughs) and don't hurt yourself.
0: Well, and they clearly don't. Listen to all the episodes, because the whole point is using your responsibility to help other people. That's somebody who probably shouldn't listen because they're
1: too fucking stupid to comprehend the subject matter. Let's start with Dr. Seuss for you, homeboy. All
0: right? Very true. All right. By the way, I also just got an email uh, ripping on your uh, xenophobia against refugees. Oh, really? Yeah. Basically saying, Andy, your tirade against the Syrian refugees is just the latest in the string of Americans... Prejudice against you know at one point you know our guest today is Irish at one point everybody was against Irish and then another point in American history they were against this 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 and so I mean they're essentially calling you a racist
1: oh of course yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: all right so moving on <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah and. I mean dude what the fuck I you, you know, right. know uh, it, it again it, goes it, to the same subject that I just said two seconds ago right. I said we've got to be our best Just like I said, you've got to be your best to do your best for your people. We've got to be our best as a country and be strong the way that we can be strong. And we have 50,000 United States veterans on the fucking street. And you're going to bring in these people from another country, give them each 25 grand to get their life started. And we've got these people who have sacrificed for the messages and the freedoms that we have here in the United States so that, you know, we can let them rot on the fucking street. Right. We've got our own problems here. And if right. you're a uh, fucking bleeding heart and you can't understand that and you think that's racist, dude, you're, you're fucking, you should wear a helmet too.
0: Right, right. Well, I, I'd like to also add his uh, final words were get educated, bro. And uh, I'd like to point this out is that there is a huge difference between immigrants and refugees. And oh, by the way, he didn't even address the national security issue, which is a very relevant component to the, to the whole discussion. So... You get educated, bro.
1: Yeah. All right. You're the one listening to me, brother, not the opposite. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so if you don't like what I had to say, stop fucking listening. Yeah. You know, the reality is is America needs to stop being the knight in shining armor when their own shit isn't even in order. Right. Okay. If we get our own shit in order, if we have no homeless veterans on the street, we don't have problems with, um, you know, <clears throat> our own problems, which we have, fuck, what? 10,000 different problems here in the United States based on any given week. Right. Let's eliminate all those problems, and then if we get all that shit squared away, then we can talk about bringing in some refugees. Right. Let's talk about that.
0: I think the thing that just... It's not know, a racist I, thing. No, I think the thing that irritates the it's day easy, like that Dude, the me.
1: easiest yeah. thing now today is to point at somebody and say, that guy's a fucking right. racist. right. Because he doesn't agree with something. Right. You know what I mean? He doesn't agree that, you know, we should take in... You know, the dude who wrote that...
0: He's probably fucking racist. Right. You know what I right. mean? Well, honestly, again, the thing that drives me insane is that anybody who listened to you, how many times did you say, I feel bad for these people? I, I feel sorry I for, them. Feel I for wanna, them. I want feel I want to show them compassion, but there are some objective issues you have to address. Well,
1: there's ranks to, to the level of loyalty, compassion that I feel right. like. I'm owed to people. I feel like we should show compassion to our own people first. Right. Let's get those people taken care of, and then right. we can take care of the other people. Right. Yeah. I don't understand how that's hard to understand. Right. I don't understand I mean, how does that make somebody a racist? Yeah. What do you think, Sean? It's true, man. I I, I mean, my philosophy with flies and sheep is the king eats first. Yeah.
2: Plain and simple. I mean, why do you think when an airplane's crashing, the very first thing they tell you to do is put your mask on first? Because right. if I'm dead, I can't help my kids. I can't help the guy in front of me, the guy behind me. And, and at the end of the day, it's like you have to take care of you first. Right. Period. And, so and yeah, you are the center of your universe. I'm the center of my universe. Right. Because if I'm gone, if I'm dead, if I'm done, like there is no more fucking universe. That's <laughs> right. it. Right. So yeah, I am the center of my own universe. Well,
1: and 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 expanding that onto a, a macro level. You know, the United States needs taking take care of the United States mm-hmm. first. It's the exact same philosophy, this exact right. same concept. If America's drowning
2: and, and can't support itself financially, economically, socially. Let's put on our fucking life jacket yeah, before exactly. we start putting our belts. We gotta on. put our mask on, yeah. get out of debt, take care of our own people before all of a sudden we open up right. you know to, and that has to take nothing on everybody do with, else. That
1: has nothing to do with It's not racism. No, it has nothing to do with it's common liking sense. or disliking another race. It right. has to do with dude We've got to take care of priority number one. Right. And then once priority number one is taken care of, priority number two is taken care right. of. So, bro, whoever wrote that in, you know, if you can't understand those concepts, you know, the, pro- the the problem with people like bro here who wrote in and wrote this thing is that they think they fucking know everything. And whenever you think you know everything, mm-hmm. what happens? You're, you lose the inability to listen. You lose the ability to learn. And I feel sorry for that person because they're going to go through their life believing a set of beliefs that aren't true. And they're going to fucking be very frustrated and probably broke too. Right, right. So,
0: so who's this guy you brought into the studio? <laughs>
1: this fucking bearded uh, wh- hipster? H- the hipster? <laughs> Dude, he got asked this morning on, uh, on Periscope if he was a hipster. Dude,
2: I wore my skinny jeans just for today. There you, you go. know what I mean?
1: There you go. So, Sean, real quick, let's, uh, you know, a lot of people know who you are. And there's a lot of people listening that probably don't. Um, you guys are gonna love what he has to say. I know that you're gonna you're gonna vibe with it. Um, just tell us a little bit about you know your background, your story, and and you know where how you got where you are now.
2: Yeah, cool, man. So I started uh, back in the real estate game. I've been always been an entrepreneur ever since I was a little kid. I was the kid with the paper route and and. You know what I mean? Hustle in the neighborhood and I'd go knock on the neighbor's doors and I'd say, hey, we'll mow your grass for five bucks. And so then I'd pay my, my buddies two dollars to do it and I'd keep the three. You know what I mean? So I've been an entrepreneur ever since I can remember and built uh, built a, a real estate empire by the time I was 26 and made tons of money. And and uh, fast forward to 30, burned it all to the ground, walked away from an 11 year marriage from a 170 employee. $20 million a year company and uh, spent a couple years in, in what I like to call my wilderness, trying to figure out who the hell I am, where I fit in this universe, how how I'm going to contribute to this thing called life. And uh, and here we are, man. I just, I, I found my voice. I found my message. I got really comfortable. Like we've been talking about authenticity. Right. I just got really comfortable being authentic, realizing like one of the things that I train my guys and teach my guys on is your mess is your message. Like that philosophy of understanding that your mess is your message most people shy away from that. Most people are scared about the things that they fucked up. Most people are scared to talk about their quote unquote failures, but at the end of the day, like there's no Ivy League school on the planet. I could have gone to Harvard, Columbia, Yale, Stanford. There's nothing that would have taught me, there's no school that would have taught me what I know about economics, having built a multimillion dollar empire, crashed it all to the ground, burned it all to the ground, went through a freaking bankruptcy, lost twelve and a half million dollars, and then rebuilt it. Right. There's nothing that would have taught me about Love and marriage, about my own compassion to another woman, than spending 11 years with a woman, burning the marriage to the ground, and ultimately, you know, figuring out how the hell to come back from that. So, you know, I'm kind of a living testament of of what it's like to to live life to the extreme and figure out both sides of the coin, both the successes and also the failures.
1: You know, I, the one for those of you that don't know, if you're not following Sean on social media, you need to follow him. Um, <laughs> He's got a huge following on Facebook, Sean Whalen. Um, spell your name for him just so they know. S-E-A-N,
2: W-H-A-L-E-N.
1: Okay, and then it's at Sean underscore Whalen on Instagram, right? Yeah,
2: so it's it's Facebook.com forward slash S, as in Sam Whalen is my Facebook.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, the thing is, <clears throat> him and I got to be basically just friends on, on Facebook because we were sharing each other's stuff, liking each other's info, and I pay attention to everything that you do, and I love watching your periscopes. And um, one of the things I think is interesting that I completely 100% want to slap people in the fucking face when they say this. They'll say, well, what do you have to know? You fucking <laughs> lost everything. Dude, There, I would rather talk to somebody who's gone and built, lost, and then rebuilt shit than somebody who's started from the bottom, built shit, and then just maintained a certain level of, you know complacency of success Mm -hmm. you know you have to go through these times to learn we talk about this on the podcast so much is that the value of life and the value of the experience is comes from the bad shit Mm -hmm. it doesn't come from the good shit it comes from the bad shit you know um most people's
2: biggest experiences most people's biggest breakthroughs in life that i've found and this is true for me have come in the darkest times. Oh dude, I So agree. it's when they go through a divorce, when you have that coming to Jesus, when you lose money, when 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 a loved one dies, when you have an accident, a fire. Right. Like those are the turning points and those are the experiences. Right. But like like the thing that I tell my guys all the time and, and I'm a firm believer in is Every day we're going to war, right, in, in one way or another. That's kind of my my, my sign-off on a lot of my stuff on social media is wage war. And people ask me, why do you say wage war? It's because every single day, I mean, I'm waging war against mediocrity. I'm waging war against my own mind. I'm waging war. And it really is a war. I right. mean, there is a good and a bad. There is a right and the wrong. There is an evil and, and there is a, a light and a darkness. But the thing that I always I always consider is if I had to go to war today, like literally to war, and I had two options to 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 Partner up with and bring somebody into my platoon, if you will. All of these these newbie, you know, uh, West Point grads. They've got clean pants. Their guns are nice and oiled. Their shirts are pressed. Boots are shiny. Or I take the dude who just got back from Afghanistan, who's got blood on his uniform. His boots are muddy as shit. His guns had. 10,000 rounds put through it who do you want to go to war with that's right like who, who do you want in your platoon who do you literally want by your fucking side as you're going out every single day and, and that's how I live my life I realized that I'm the dude who's been down that path who's who's got the blood on his friggin uniform muddy ass boots and I've shot my gun a shit ton of times and so those are the guys that I want in my corner the guys who, who have had the experience of building it losing it building it losing him I mean in every single facet from relationships to money to sex to politics the people that have been involved and actually had the freaking experience right to to, to show versus theory theory is bullshit man theory is bullshit theory, is, bullshit. theory just is total like bullshit this
1: kid's question of mr fucking bro man yeah. 5 minutes ago th- good theory bro just like i yeah. said in the podcast i want I, it's nice to think that we could take care of everybody right. it's nice to th- it's a nice thought yeah it's not reality okay so if mr bro Bro, you know, if you can't understand, there's a difference between theory and real fucking life, you know, and that goes for so many things, not Mm -hmm. just politics, not just business, not just religion. It's everything. There's a there's a theoretical way to do it. There's a theoretical way to run a government. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's a reality. Well, that's, you know, and, and that's where we're
2: at with our society. That's where we're at with our government is theory is let's trial this. Let's do this. Let's dude, do it this. sounds good, right? Unless this is all the shit that, that, hey, that, let's... that sounds really good, but none of it fucking works. No. And at the end of the day, like you get people with practical application, like guys who have, I mean, America's a company. Let's like not pretend that it's not. It's the largest corporation on the planet, plain and simple, done and done. More employees, more revenue, more taxes, more the whole thing. But yet we run it as like a social, almost like a handout, a gimme, a, dude, a, a, dude, dude, a, a, a charity that, of sorts. You know what that is, though. It's a
1: fucking business. Yeah, but so you, treat it as a business. That's fucking, that's, dude, all that is is smoke and mirrors. Right. It's like, hey, let's fucking throw out all these feel-good stories over here. You pay attention to these stories. Right. These are the stories we pay the media to tell, right. okay? Uh, gay marriage, abortion, uh, All the shootings, all shootings, guns, gun laws, all this shit. Pay attention here so that we can fucking steal it from you over here. Okay? And that's what people don't get. So everybody gets riled up about these social issues and they don't even understand things that are important to their well-being on this earth. Like such things as income tax laws or you know, a million other fucking things that would have to Dude, do. There were, there were, in
2: 2014, in 2014, there were 44,000 new laws put on the books. I mean, that's, not, that's not the gospel according to me. That's like straight out of the government's website. There were 44,000 new pieces of legislation and laws put on the books in 2014. When you stop and think about that, like, how in, the, how in God's name does that make sense? I mean, we have a tax code that's, what, 14,000, 15,000 pages deep? And at the end of the day, like we're bitching and moaning about corporations going overseas and make, I mean, you're a capitalist. I'm a capitalist. I'm yeah. going to business. You're going to business. So I care about what taxes I pay. And we have this society of, dude, of, most
1: people don't even know what fucking tax bracket they're in. No,
2: they have no idea. They have no idea. They show up and they go to H&R Block and pay them a hundred dollars to, to figure out who knows what about so, their so money. So I get my two grand back. Yeah, exactly. so I can Go buy a and fucking people are like, stereo system. Geeked house. up like, dude, I'm getting my tax return back. And they're like, that's your fucking money. Like you don't understand like that's your money man and you're looking at it like a charity like a handout yeah. from the government it's a that's bonus. your shit bro right. but like that's the thing that people don't realize is that we've built this massive institution of complexity in every single level social economic I mean it, religious it's just this massive ball of confusion our own politicians don't have any clue I mean you, you watch them be questioned about what's going on with laws and regulations they have no damn clue but yet they'll vote up and down and this and that and the other and it's just like dude we've created this monster and it's it's like the snowball rolling down the hill and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and at some point in time like that shit's got to hit a brick wall and just blow it up. And dude, that's kind of what, what my idea is. Like, we got to build a brick wall so that this snowball smashes into it. And ultimately, like, it, it's just like what we've talked about, bro. It's, it's kind of like I had to burn my, my entire business to the ground to truly understand what capitalism was. I had to walk away arrogantly, egotistically from, a, from an 11-year marriage, a 16-year relationship to truly understand who the fuck I was in a relationship. Like, what my job and role was as a man, as a provider, as a patriarch. We've got to burn this shit to the ground. Because Wait, at the end mean, of the day, you you like,
1: supposed to just get married and just fucking oh, sit there hell, for man. sixty years? Yeah, and then which die? is
2: what most people do, you know. I mean, you're,
1: you're, they live. Your dick falls off after five years, right? <laughs> you know, I don't know about that. Like, how does that work? <laughs> well, like six years, then. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you die a long, slow, agonizing fucking death. Yeah, man. Death, you yeah, know? I, dude. Here's my thing. Like, this is what irritates me. Is like how. To me, like when I look at it, and you and I have talked about this, and, I, and Vaughn, you and I have talked about this too, to how frustrating it is that the average American can't see what's happening to them mm-hmm. in terms of the two parties—the liberals and the Republicans—trying to force people to identify with one or the other, and then and then force people to communicate in a way that makes total division happen. Yeah. Instead of communicating in a way of Making a logical, valid argument that takes into consideration other people's views. Like, for example, Mr. Bro, again, I'll bring him up. This is a good theme. Dude, you're going to make him internet famous, Dude, look. (laughs) Don't put his
2: name on here or else he's going to end up with more followers on Facebook than
1: me. Yeah. So, dude, (laughs) the thing is, is, like, I understand what he's trying to say. Right. But he just happens to be fucking wrong. Right. You know what I mean? Like... Well, he spe- speaks from an, from an education,
2: quote unquote, education that is social, right. which is what CNN, Fox, ABC, NBC, right. the tabloids right. are, are, are teaching you. Right. And, and and that's the problem is like when, when, when we start, when we converse, you and I are talking deeper level shit. Like most people believe what they read in the papers. Most they don't realize that that paper is a corporation and their job is to sell you shit. Like CNN's job is to get your eyeballs on their network, so they will an tell idea. you. Right. They will tell you what they feel is going to be the most stimulating to get the eyeballs on there. So typically, ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of the time, it's just
1: inflated, crazy but shit. Do, but but that is the message design. To fucking separate mm-hmm. The American people Exactly In Which is words. why like People use like Fox
2: News again That is quote unquote The conservative whatever Dude they're just as Fucking corrupt and crooked As CNN on, on is the other way It doesn't exactly. matter exactly. Dude the Republican party The Democrat party They're they're broken They're fractured They're you don't fractured see from inside
1: Communication and saying like Hey Don't you think All this is fucked up Yeah You know what I'm saying That's right. what you don't hear Right You don't hear people And you don't hear smart people Saying it either yeah. You hear it like You know you you They, they take the the dumbest motherfuckers they could find, <laughs> and they put them on the TV. Like
2: like that chick who, who, was, who was representing. Oh my God. We, we both, I think we both shared that video um, of this chick who was like, we're demanding $15 an hour, and we want this shit, and we want that shit. And dude, that, that goes, dude he goes, ate her ass
1: up. He goes, dude, who's going to
2: pay for that? And she goes, well, I don't know. She goes, well, that's a good question. Yeah, Well, yeah. tell you, think you should have but, fucking but thought about that. But here's the thing that's crazy. She's in college, Right. I mean, yeah. she, she's going to college. She's oh, spending yeah. money, or her parents are spending money to send her ass to college. She's on the platform talking about economics, and she has no fucking clue what she's talking about. Yeah. She literally doesn't even, hasn't thought through any of that stuff, but that's, again, the media just just uh, creating this insanity and this excitement of, do jump on this bandwagon of go down this path. There's no substance behind it. There's no education behind it. There's no sound logic or reason behind it, and and it's just like that's the society that we live in. That's the world that we've come to. Is is literally like common sense is gone, bro. Oh, fuck like, it, dude, logic. common sense. Like, one plus what one logic? doesn't e- equal two anymore in America. It's like, look, like going to the refugees thing. Look, here's the deal. These people need need us, so we're going to spend billions of dollars helping these refugees. All the while, we're going into more and more and more and more and more debt as a country. Logically. Common sense tells you that's a stupid fucking investment. That's just a bad investment from a capitalist standpoint, from a democratic standpoint, from a democracy standpoint. That's just a bad investment. You're going into more debt to do what? To do what? No, because it feels good. Because it feels good. Yeah. Like uh, the unfortunate reality of life is that sometimes like economics and feeling good don't – they don't match. They don't mesh up and that's the problem is we've built –
1: And that's where my my issue with people usually – comes up is that they will pick like initially you've got okay two choices in front of you. you've got right. you've got what's good for what's good for the money what's good for your the the country what's good for the economy you've got what feels good okay so you got a b mm-hmm. if you put those two choices in front of most people including somebody like me my initial choice is going to say hey i really feel for these people." yeah you want to help people right.
2: out i feel bad for a lot of the refugees they're in a really really shitty Dude, situation terrible. Terrible. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, the plane's crashing. Everybody's going down. Let's look at it from that exactly. scenario. The refugees are on the plane. I'm on the plane. You're on the plane. Everybody's on the plane and that shit is crashing. What do you do? Let's just talk logical common sense. Right. Do you get up out of your seat and put everybody else's mask on and then collapse over dead? Like this is real shit. Right, this right, is right. common sense no, fucking conversation. Dude, I got it. The reality is I got to put my mask on first to ensure that I have even a slight chance of helping these people before the fucking plane hits the ground. But what what the, how how hard ho- is the logic understand? of the media and the logic of of the government no, is w- let's save and put everybody else's masks on first and then hopefully Hopefully we're not I'm not dead, so maybe I'll put Dude, my mask on. It doesn't make economic sense. Is, bro. social
1: sense. It doesn't fucking make sense any way you look at it. The scary thing is is that people really fucking believe that shit. yeah it's crazy like man. right. Like I don't understand how you could honestly believe, yeah. that we don't need to take care of our own fucking people first right. instead of taking care of the rest of the world. Yeah. that doesn't make you insensitive. It's, it makes you more sensitive. I'm more sensitive. To a man or a woman who has volunteered and sacrificed their time and our armed services for us, mm-hmm. than I am for some motherfuckers from the other side of the world. I'm sorry if that makes me fucking insensitive. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah, but but here, here's the thing: you, like you can demify it, and and and
2: I don't mean any disrespect to anybody, but there's intelligence levels. There's people that have actually studied and, and and know certain things that other people don't. So let's create a really really simple idea and a concept around this. We're all on the plane. Like literally, we're all on the same fucking plane, and this shit's going down. What do you do? You ask any human being, I don't care if you're black, white, Puerto Rican, Mexican, I don't care if you're a Syrian refugee, I don't care if you're an Islamist extremist, a Christian extremist. We're all on the same plane, and we're all going, this shit's going down. What do you choose? Are you going to put my mask on first, or are you going to put your mask on first? And common sense logic Logic when people stop bullshitting themselves and stop bullshitting everybody else is I'm gonna put my mask on first. The black guy is, the white guy is, the Mexican guy is, they're all gonna put their own mask on first.
1: But see, see, right here is this what you just said. When you stop bullshitting, Mm -hmm. because the reason people fucking say what you know, oh, I'm gonna put everybody else's mask on first, is because they want everybody else. We talked about this at dinner last night. They want everybody else to feel, to look at them and say, oh, you're such a noble person. Yeah. You're full of shit.
2: Well, the reality is, what if the government came right now and said, okay, America, here's the deal, which is how this should work. There's a bunch of refugees. Let's let, let's play the devil's advocate for a second. Like, we're going to bring 100,000 people in, and it's going to cost, you know, whatever it is, $25,000 ahead to do this deal. So here's, here's the, the deal, American people, and this is how it should work. We're going to tax you X amount of dollars per... This is what your taxes are going to go up. You're going to have to pay this out of your checks, out of whatever, whatever, like, if you, if you bring that logic, common sense into it, what's, what are people going to say? They're going to actually try and educate themselves. They're going to be like, well, shit, now i, I got to pay that. for these people. But instead, we've built a society and a culture, which is, dude, Nobody's just pass the buck to somebody else. Right. Yeah, yeah, just put it on our tab. Like, let's let China pay for that shit, or let's let us somebody else pay for that. Yeah. This is logical common sense, bro. Right. This is economics 101. Right. You go to an American and say, okay, cool, you're all for bringing in the refugees? Great. It's going to cost you $1,000 to bring in a refugee.
1: Let's take it a step I further. guarantee you, every
2: single one of those let's people are going to go, oh, further. shit, wait a second. All these what?
1: motherfuckers that are writing in saying, oh, it's a great idea, blah, blah, blah. All right, you get to take care of one refugee and they get to come yeah, live let in them come live in your house.
2: house. They come live in your house. You got to feed
1: them and pay for their shit. Now let's
2: see who fucking wants it. Exactly. Them. That's common sense. Right. That's, like, that's quote unquote what, you
1: know. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> so, dude. <laughs> god good bless
2: talk. america yeah, god bless america me.
1: Dude, we've got this good talk going um you've got a cool story that i really i really enjoy and i want you to tell everybody uh you've got this cool tattoo on your we're both fans of tattoos good tattoos I don't know. Yeah, yeah i'm not a fan of bad tattoos <laughs> but great tattoos
2: are. do you awesome. have a yin yang somewhere don't you no. you were like that college Fuck kid no, who got dude. drunk one night and put yin yang oh. on like I uh, on, the, I on afford- your back you I have wait- a tramp stamp bro <laughs> yeah dude it says, <laughs> says shoot here <laughs>
1: no dude it uh, i've i waited till i could afford good tattoos before yeah. i've got any but be uh you got this cool tattoo of a lighthouse recently on your arm and there's a cool story that goes with it i i, I would like you to share the story with everybody and, no and cool kinda, man we'll get talking about that
2: yeah for sure so um about two years ago, a, a good friend mentor, a dear friend of mine jesse elder he he shared this story with me about the tugboat and the lighthouse and and it was this idea and this concept of of um, at the time i didn't really apply it i didn't really get it it didn't make sense to me in in the context of my own world. It just was like a cool story and he talked about what the tugboat tugboat and the lighthouse do and and both of them save ships. I mean that's what their job is. Their job is to is to basically save ships, give information, I mean help move them where they need to go so on and so forth. And uh it wasn't until about 6 months ago I was at I was at Jesse's house in Austin and he shared it with me again and it was like that like that epiphany, right? Like the light bulb just went on in my head like holy shit, dude. This is what I'm this is my calling because we've talked about this like growing the social right, empire right. And, and I've got all these followers now and a lot of people that like her listening to what I'm saying and, and it's, it's humbling, it's flattering and, and, and I'm trying to kind of figure out where I'm going with this and, uh, and he shared the, the, the story again and really the concept is it's really simple. I've got an opportunity every single day to do one of two things. And I lived a majority of my life as a, t- as a tugboat. I was going out trying to save everybody, all my family members and all of my friends and everybody's got this problem and that problem and this guy needs money and this guy needs time and this guy needs this and, and I'm going out and coming back and going out and coming back and going out and coming back trying to save everybody. And really what I was doing is burning myself out. I mean, at the end of the day, the tugboats, their engines gotta get replaced, they need shit tons of maintenance and all this kind of stuff because they're going out and coming back, going out coming back trying to save everybody as opposed to the lighthouse, where the lighthouse literally stands in one spot, and it has one job, shine its light. And the cool part is the boats have the same opportunity, like you can heed the light, you can see the light, you can experience it, and you can realize there's rocks over here, and you have the ability to make your own choice, which is, I'm either gonna heed the light, and I'm gonna follow the direction that I need to go to get around the rocks, around the danger, around whatever that, you know, that problem is, or I'm gonna ignore it, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna crash, I'm gonna run my ass into the rocks. And it really, really, really blew my mind. It, it completely shifted my paradigm. I'm a big Steve Covey fan, and Seven Habits of Affected Effective People. He talks about the paradigm, and he shows that picture of, of um, at the very beginning of his book, where half the room sees an old lady, and the other half of the room sees the young, beautiful woman. And, and it just, it, it I realized that like I've got, as we all do, as every single person listening to this podcast, as you do, as I do, and you and I've talked about this. I've got a daily option. And, and, and the, the option is to go out and try and save the world one person at a time and, and just literally grind my ass off trying to save everybody, convince everybody, sell everybody, like have everybody believing what I, I'm saying and drinking the juice, if you will, or the path that's far more effective is to stand in one spot and just shine my light. And dude, it, it completely changed my life. I mean, the story that it, it had so much impact on me that I, I literally tattooed it on my arm because I've chosen both in my in my relationships, in my business, in in what I'm doing in the world and, and what I feel like my calling is is to be this lighthouse and to just stand and to shine my light and and let people use their agency. Let people make their own decision. I mean, right. it's it's that's what's cool about it is like I love everybody regardless. You know what I mean? Whether you heat it, whether you don't, whether you crash, whether you don't, like, I'm okay either way. There's no judgment on the decisions that people make. But I have a job and I have a responsibility. And instead of chasing everyone down and trying to solve every damn problem, which I can't solve anything, it's just like the airplane story. I mean, at the end of the day, I end up crashing and I don't have my mask on. I choose to stand as a lighthouse every single day with with what I feel, what I speak about, what I share, how I run my business, how I treat my children, how I treat my girlfriend, how I interact with business partners, the whole thing. I'm realizing that like... It's far more effective to be a lighthouse than it is to be a tugboat. And, and, you know, it's, it's really, it's really changed my life, man.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, there's so many, uh, ways to think about that story in regards to just, you know, personal life, personal relationships, um, leadership and business is one thing that comes to my mind when I think about that, because for a long time and being an entrepreneurial podcast, you know, I've got to tie this back into the business aspect, For a long time, man, you know, I used to spend 80% 80 of my time with the 20% of employees Mm -hmm. that were trouble, that had problems, that had issues, personal issues. And I would spend all my good time with those 20% as opposed to rewarding the 80% that are doing a great job with my time. Right. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I I would burn myself out. I would be frustrated. I was miserable. Uh, Depression. I mean, everything you could think about bad because you're surrounding yourself 24-7 with negativity and solving issues and trying to fix things and boom 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 and right. you just don't nobody has enough energy to do that.
2: Well and you run yourself ragged and, right. and that's something that I realized like in in, in my brand and, and the company that I own that I just launched Lions Not Sheep. I realized like I would go out and I would try and convince people why they needed to work with me. And I would right. go out and it's like every sales guy listening to this is out trying to gut out these sales, right, and trying to convince all of these people, whether it's lies or stru- truth or whatever, you're just trying to sell somebody to give you their money, and I realized, like, why am I doing that, man? It was so frustrating. I'd get on sales calls, and I'd talk to people that want to come to the Lions on Sheep experience, and it's like, you know, oh, here's here's all the great things that are going to happen, and this, that, and the other, and, and once this clicked in my brain, and once, you know, the message from Jesse really, like, resonated with me, I realize like it's completely different ballgame right. now, where I'm shining my light, and so when I get on sales calls now and I talk to people and, and people that are interested in, in consulting with me and working with me, so on and so forth, I, just, I mean, why should I work with you? Right. Like it's complete paradigm shift in the sense that you've seen my light, right. you're contacting me to work with me, talk to me. You you want something that I've got. Right. I'm shining my light to the point where you're attracted to that and you want to know more. So, dude, my my entire world, like from a business perspective. You know, when you when you think about going out every single day and trying to gut out a sale, everybody, all the sales guys listen to this, everybody's trying to build a business, you got two options, try and chase every damn client down, tugboat, 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 or stand in one spot, shine your light, and so when that person calls you to get your supplements, to get this, to get that, for your consulting, for your sales, it, it's just like one of the best car salesmen I know, his name is Jesse, he works in Mercedes-Benz in, in Utah, the coolest freaking dude ever. Has never asked me to buy a car. Has never whatever. Always sends me like the new cars that he's got coming in. He's just always telling me about all the cool shit happening with Mercedes. He's the guy. He's the he's guy. The guy. Like right. When I think about buying a Mercedes or whatever, I, I don't give a shit if somebody's in China and wants to buy a car. I'm like, you got to call Jesse because he's the lighthouse of Mercedes. That's just who he is, how he is. And so I look at it from the perspective of when I get on on the phone now with clients and I teach guys this. I teach sales training. I talk to, to you know entrepreneurs about how to effectively run their business as a lighthouse versus a tugboat. It's so much easier to get on the phone and to ask somebody, why are you calling me? What do you want from me than to be like, Okay, bro, here's my sales pitch. Let me tell you how it's gonna go down. But dude, it's the same thing in our marriages and and and, and relationships and oh, shit dude. like that. Yeah. Trying to like go home and all right, babe, I'm gonna solve all your problems today versus standing in one spot as a as an alpha male, as a masculine dude, as a king, as a lion, and being like, All right, babe, I got it. I'm going to stand as a lighthouse. I'm going to shine my light. I appreciate that you had a shitty day, but I'm not going to chase you down the rabbit hole. I'm not going to go down whatever. I'm going to stand here and be that rock, right. be that immovable lighthouse, that immovable object. It's the same thing with your kids, with your fitness, well, dude, cha- every chase level, bro. Down
1: the rabbit hole, you know, oh, that's dude. something that, you know, I think when I was younger and when I, when we first started having employees to manage in my younger management years, I used to get that sucked in that drab hole so hard, dude, because I, I I felt for people. These people were the people mm-hmm. who went to battle for my company. They went to battle for me. And if they were having problems at home, you know, I wanted to help them. If they were having problems at, at with their kids, I wanted to help them. You know, if they were having problems with a, a substance, I wanted to help them. And so I would get sucked in, down all these holes and it would take away from me and what I could do yep. for the rest of the people that worked for us. And where I thought I was doing a noble thing, what I was really doing is a selfish thing because I was I was taking away from the people who actually deserve to have my time, okay? And I was also taking away from the people I cared about, my close friends, my, my family. You know what I mean? Um, and I spent all this time, you know, when I first, when you first told me that story, I... I had already thought that through. I'd never heard it put in those terms. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember I thought all the times that I've been the tugboat in terms of business where I've just spent all this time trying to save individuals. And when I stopped doing it and I just started being yep. an example, like, you know, everybody says, and, you know, Vince Lombardi's whole leadership style is, uh, you know, what's his quote? Leading by example is not the best way. It's the only way. Right. You know, when I started building the best me in my career and the best p- things that I could do in my business, those other people followed yep. and they came along well, and they strengthened themselves and yeah. improved themselves. So instead of me having to go out and put all this effort into developing all these young people one by one by one, when they saw that I was developing and I was progressing and I was improving, they followed by doing the same thing. And I think, you know, the light, to me, the lighthouse in the tugboat ultimately represents setting the best example possible for other yep. people to follow. And, that,
2: and that's how you and I connected with social media. Is, right. is, I mean, I was looking at you in the first couple, first couple I think it might have been Instagram, whatever videos. I'm like, dude, who's this guy? He's kind of this cocky, arrogant arrogant guy. But then all of a sudden I'm like, wait a second, that's who I am too. I'm this cocky, arrogant guy, right? <laughs> but, then, but then, you know that's how you've built your company. And, and what people don't realize, is, again, this goes back to the conversation we've been having about like, the social demographic, how things are changing, is, is people think that me spending time with me, me building me is selfish. And that I should be giving the world and doing all this other shit for all these other people, which theoretically makes sense, but it's, it's the old saying, the high tide lifts all the boats. And I'm realizing that like the more that I strengthen myself, the, the better you do with your fitness, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The better the better Andy does with with the company, with everything else, that's the lighthouse because all the right. employees have two options. Follow, like heed the light that you're shining right. or run into the rocks. Right. And at the end of the day, you're cool either way. Like I, I feel for you, bro. And I feel that you're going through this experience. But, uh, but my job is to stand as the lighthouse.
1: And ultimately and, the reason yeah. you want to be the tugboat is because you want to help people. You know, it's in your heart to help people. Right. You, know, you know, people say cocky, arrogant. That's just my tone of voice. Sure. You know what I mean? Ultimately, dude, I want it's everybody. A, it's a
2: gift though, bro. Like we've been given a, a gift that people call it copy your yeah. arrogance, but that's a, that's a straight up gift that you and I have been, have been blessed with.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just, a, it's just a different way of communicating than yeah. most people are used to. But the reality of it is, is that, you know, if you're one of these people that wants to help everyone and save everyone, dude, what saves more? Yep. A one, one tugboat or one lighthouse? Exactly. One lighthouse save a thousand times more. Exactly. And be a thousand times more effective at finishing that job than just a single tugboat. Yep.
0: So here's the question that I have. And for you both can't of
1: be you. a fleet of tugboats. You can only be one. Exactly.
0: Here's the question I have for both of you. Um, and by asking this question, I'm going to risk being pedantic and restating the obvious. I don't even know but... what that means,
2: Vaughn. <laughs> little words, bro. Little words. Yeah. Sorry, man. So, I gotta get edumacated, bro. So, so
0: we obviously go to great lengths on this podcast to avoid cliche, we to avoid all the jargon that a lot of the other business and success podcasts use. But as you were talking, Sean, with this, you know, this analogy or this metaphor of the the lighthouse and the and the tugboat, is this in marketing terms? Are you basically talking about inbound marketing and, and outbound?
2: Dude, it's 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 everything. Like what I'm realizing and, and this is this is applicable to every single person listening to this, you are your own brand. Mm-hmm. I don't give a shit if you work for the man, that's, or or that's if you are the though. man.
1: That's new though. Like people right. we talk about this before. Yeah. Everybody is their own brand, okay? Right. And you you know, you hear Gary Vee talking about this yep. all the time. People who are not and have not under started to understand that they're their own brand are behind the curve. Yep. Okay. What are you gonna hire as an employee? Are you gonna hire a guy? who is it looks in, the same as everybody else talks the same as everybody else is the same as share, everybody else shares fucking right. cartoon memes or are you going to fucking hire the guy with the same skills except on social media he has influencer he's he's an influencer in yeah. his circle mm-hmm. which one are you going to hire
0: yeah. the last one yeah yeah
1: right yeah. and that's the way it is And people are like well it doesn't matter to me because i'm just an employee no brother it fucking matters yeah and right. like you know i what i hear when i think about Cause like you know what I said in the beginning, you know that story is so applicable to so many different things. I mean, I personally relate it most to the employee-employer relationship and the culture building. But you can equally apply that to like we've talked relationships with your mm-hmm. spouse, your significant other, your friends. You know, we've all got those friends that go that constantly are in shit that we 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 love them, but they drag us down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And eventually, dude you've either got to make the decision that you're going to be a lighthouse or you're going to go down the fucking hole with them. You know, and that's your only two choices. But I think in business, when you think about the lighthouse, the tugboat, you know, and let's say like when he was talking about, you know, making the sales calls and this and that, I think there's, there's definitely a progression to that. You know, when you're a young guy and you're an outside salesman, if you don't go out and fucking hustle in the beginning and you're going to have to grow into being a lighthouse. You know what I mean? Um a lot of guys will go out there in their hustle and they'll keep hustling and hustling and hustling and hustling and hustling and and they'll never let their reputation build them to a point of being a lighthouse where all of a sudden people are calling you. You know what I mean? They'll just keep doing the I call it squirrel mentality. You know, Mm -hmm. they just keep looking for the nut and that's it. You know, oh there's one over here, oh there's one over here, oh there's one over here. And it's short term thinking. As opposed to let's say you're a sales guy and you go out and you make 10,000 phone calls in your first two years. Okay. And you see 10,000 people and you do such a fucking great job with these people that they all of a sudden are referring their friends. Now you don't have to go out and be the tugboat. Now you start working on becoming that lighthouse so that all these people that, that you've worked with your first two or three years are residual. Okay. And now you come, you know, you become representative of that structure and that foundation where you don't have to go chase everything, and I think, yeah. I mean, correct me if you, if I'm wrong on that, but that's how I tie that yeah. together. No, because like I don't want people, I don't want the young dudes. I call them the young bucks here on the show. Yeah, I don't want the young bucks thinking like, hey, I could just be a lighthouse from day one because, dude, it takes time to develop. Yeah, you got to hustle. There,
2: there's no question. You right. have to hustle. But the the thing that the thing dude, that every what Sean person say, they're
1: called astericles, yeah. and the fucking <laughs> yeah. astericle is somebody who will look at this thing and they'll say, "Sean said I could just be a lighthouse. I don't make any fucking sales calls."
2: Yeah, that's what yeah. they'll say. Well, and here, and here's the thing: the, the, the hustle game. I mean, it's 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 all applicable. But this is the beauty of of the story, of the analogy, of the entire thing. Is every single experience that you and I go through, and I don't give a shit if you're at the top of the food chain, bottom of the food chain. If you're driving the the, the rolls, if you're driving a Toyota Camry, it doesn't fucking matter. Every single person listening to this can ask themselves one simple question every day with every single experience, whether it's with your kids, whether it's with your wife, whether it's with your business. Every single thing is what I'm doing right now. Lighthouse or tugboat? Is what I'm doing right now, is this move, is this email, is this deal, is this sales call, is this, this action with my girlfriend, with my wife, with my kids, it, what I'm doing right now is this lighthouse or tugboat? Because you know the analogy, you know the difference. Am I trying to go out and save the fucking world, trying to be a, a tugboat, or is this move right now shining light so that eventually the dividend is What? A greater, stronger relationship with the girl, a freaking increased business deal, a promotion, a, an additional sale. Every person, no matter what level you're on right now, has the option and the ability to ask that sim- that simple question. Is this a lighthouse or a tugboat move?
1: Well, think about it, too. Here, here's something we haven't talked about, and we've talked about the story a few times, you and I have. You know, there's a lot of power in not reacting as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and like, dude, when you're in negotiations or when you're in business or when you're in a you're in a situation where, like, what I was always taught, and you just met my dad. Yeah. My dad's the OG, man. Like, he's he's old-school business guy. And uh, he always taught me, man, when you don't know what to do, you fucking do nothing. You know? And that's another example that could fit right on that lighthouse analogy. You know, you you well, that's, that's still. Well, that's the
2: thing. If, if, if the boat comes in and crashes, the lighthouse doesn't do anything. It doesn't right. move. It doesn't, right. like, get out the freaking save the boat kit. Right. It just stands there. And that's the thing that that a lot of people don't, and we talked about this like with social media, I'm realizing like the more Lighthouse, the more, the more shit that I'm posting that's like Lighthouse, that's true authentic to me, the more my following grows, but at the same time, you have to have, the, I mean the storm's gotta come for the Lighthouse to be effective. Right. If you stop and think about it, the storm has to come for, for the Lighthouse to actually have place in use. If it's a bright sunny day, that's cool, it, it's really pretty and it looks great standing there, but it doesn't do its job. The, the Lighthouse does its, its best fucking work when the storm is raging. Yeah. The lighthouse is the most effective when the storm is raging. And this transitions to what we've been talking about with politics and the country and the nation. like When the shit is hitting the, the fan, when the storm is raging, when the wind, the hurricane, the whole thing, that's the time that the, hurric- that the, that the lighthouse becomes the most effective. That's the time that every boat looks for one thing. The lighthouse. Right. Every boat out on the ocean, when the shit is hitting the fan, when the storm is raging, every boat, is looking for the lighthouse. Every boat's trying to find that light, period. Now, whether they heat it, whether they whether they make their own decision, but every single look, person's looking for the light. So I look at it from every single facet of life, man, to what I talk about with politics, with religion, with business, with sex, with the whole thing. Like, the that is the job of the lighthouse is to, is to be in the middle of that shitstorm and shine its light.
1: Dude. So many different ways we could talk about this. You know, another way I'm thinking of just as I'm sitting here is, you know, how many people are afraid to even be the best that they could be or to let their light shine Mm -hmm. for fear of what people are going to say about them. You know what I mean? You're never going to be significant in life unless you develop your own ability to shine your light in your own way. And I mean, we talk about that a lot, too. You know, it's about how to handle criticism, how to handle, um, you know, quote unquote, hate, you know, all these things. I mean, it's just it's just such a good analogy for so many things. I think, you know, I think in a business setting, I think the best way that you could apply it if you're listening in a small business is to understand that when you have employees, because I believe that managing employees is the hardest job you could ever fucking have ever. Um, If you want your people to be effective, if you want them to win, if you want them to work hard. You have to set the example for that, for that progress. You can't just go out and try to, you know, pull every single person up to your level. It's just, it's, 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 it's a battle of, uh, it's a battle you cannot win. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know, man. I, I just dig, I just dig the whole analogy. It's just something that I think resonates so well. In, in every aspect yeah, That you know? simple
2: question though man I'm telling you it changed my world It totally changed my world When I really understood it When it really like hit my brain You know what I'm saying That, that light bulb when That moment when you're like Holy shit that's what this means I've heard it before yeah. I've been talking about it but, it but I realized like Everything that I do Every single thing that I do Every conversation I have Every action that I make Everything that I do I'm, I'm asking myself Is this lighthouse Is this tugboat is this lighthouse? Is this tugboat? And 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 it's really simple. If it's tugboat shit, it's simple like to make the decision not to do it. You know what I'm saying? But but you break it down to the simplest form. Yeah, it's a
1: way to prioritize. Exactly. Your
2: like you ask, you, right. you literally ask yourself that question on every single thing that I'm doing. This, this conversation I'm having with my with my wife. You know what I'm saying with my girlfriend? Right. Is this, it, it, what am I, what, what, the words that are about to come out of my mouth, is this lighthouse or is this tugboat shit? Right. With my kids, my kids are losing their fucking marbles, right? They're bouncing off the walls and I want to like throw them through a window kind of a deal. What I'm going to do right now, is this lighthouse or is this tugboat shit? The business thing. I mean, every single facet, the post that I'm going to make on Facebook. The, the 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 shit that I'm gonna post on Instagram is this lighthouse or is this tugboat? Let's I mean, you've been really good at that, bro. Like, you're posting lighthouse shit all the time, which is why you have
1: the following that you do, which but is I why you built the business that. that you do. I didn't always do exactly. That. Neither yeah. did I. Yeah. Neither did I. I mean, I went. F- that was a progression, you know. Um, I I I love you bringing up the social media aspect, and I want to circle back to the aspect of everybody being their own brand. You know, we don't talk about that enough. On is. It, it, and I kind of leave that up to Gary because I think most people listening here also listen to Gary Vee and he's very good at, you know, that's his bread and butter. Um, but people, you guys have to realize, man, and, and I'm speaking to you. Yeah, like every single person listening, I don't care if you have one follower or 1 million followers or 100 million followers. You have to start thinking of yourself as your own brand because I'm going to tell you something. The first thing I do when people apply to come work here or say, Hey, bro, I want to come be a part of what you're doing. You know what I do? Check their fuck their, yeah. Their social I check their, their social. Yep. And, and I I and the one thing I look for right away, the first thing I look for is how much do they bitch. Okay? Cause if they bitch, if I see one post about the bitching or one negative post, your fucking chances of being hired in my companies go to zero. <laughs> like instantly. Like if, oh, I went to this tire shop and they fucking dicked me over on my car. You're not getting hired. You know why? Because it shows propensity of your mentality to let little bitty things ruin your fucking day, which I can't have ruin my day. Yep. So I can't surround people like that. You know what I mean? Uh, but people don't think like that. Yeah. They, they think, oh, well, that's, that shouldn't count. Like, right. okay, here's a good thing. That's your, talk- mentality. Dude, your,
0: your mentality. Your mentality is your mentality. It doesn't I know, I know, matter. Like,
1: let's, hear, yeah. let's hear some more theory versus facts. Theory is well that shouldn't count, Andy. That's not nice of you. You mean you're not going to hire me on my personal beliefs? You're goddamn right. I'm not going <laughs> to hire you on your personal beliefs. Period. Yep. And people don't think like that. Yeah. You know, and like all these stupid arguments they make. Like you don't think that every time I post on on a uh, on on the internet, I don't think like, hey, h- how's this going to affect my business? Right. You know what I mean? How's this going to affect this? How's it going to affect that? You know, am I being an example of this to these people? You know, I think about those things and I see so much fucking ignorance on the internet in every way possible and then like these same people are like, "Well, I you know, I'm having trouble finding a job." Well, no shit you are because yeah. everybody that you apply to sees you the, who you really are.
2: Well, he, and here's the thing, we talked about this Theor- theory doesn't mean shit. No, it does. Theory theory does not mean shit. Your ideas and stuff, they're all great and no. fine and dandy, but but results. So, you and I are perfect examples of the lighthouse Concept. Yeah. And, and the results are what the results are. You have a massive following. I have a massive following on social media. Right. But but Sean, you talk about like you you talk about sex and you talk about religion and you or, talk or about like, God Andy, and you, you talk say, about
1: this. You say fuck. Yeah. Much, Andy you says this, whatever. Are you, and, this. Dude,
2: I get I get all the Christians coming out hating on me because I can say fuck and God in the same post. Yeah. And the reality is like that is my authenticity and that's what people act. Like. And I guarantee you, if you look through people's Facebook posts when they're applying to come work for you. And you see that they're authentic. They might not believe what you believe. Right. They might not be drinking the same deal or or, right. or, or, or or talking to Jesus the same way you talk to right. Jesus. But if there's a level of authenticity, yeah. which is, again, shining that light, dude, that trumps all. Right. Because that dude's got the balls to be able to say what he thinks, what he feels, right. regardless of what the mass say. Those are the people that aren't working for me. Those are the people that you want working for you. But Simply by being able to stand up.
1: There's a very thin line. And have that ability. Oh, I agree. Yeah. 100% agree with you. But there's a very thin line that you're talking about walking here, all right? And this is to all the young guys again. See, a lot of people say, like, because I'll post... They're thinking
2: I'm, they're going to get all ballsy now and start right. posting my shit last post, was, get a job. My
1: last post was about authenticity. Right. And it was about having big balls and being able to say what you want and be who the fuck you want to be. And a lot of young guys, you know, they take that as like, well, fuck the man. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? There, there, is, there is a positive way to be authentic
2: it's it's like if you showed a perfect example for everybody listening all the business guys the young hustlers or whatever it would be the equivalent of you showing up at Gary V's office okay i respect gary v you respect gary v, and you sitting down with the big set of balls trying to tell gary v about social media. You've 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 got a huge following and right. you've done really fucking well. Right. Gary Vee is the guy that when I sit in the room I shut up and I listen to exactly. what he's got to say. Yeah. You're going to shut up and you're going to listen to what he's got to say. Right. Why? Cuz he's the master of that domain where if you're talking about building a supplement company, right. anybody who comes in here that wants to freaking school you on that shit, that's the beauty of what you're talking about with the fine line. I've got the ability to talk about anything anytime, but when I know someone has something that I don't know that I'm not 100% certain on, that's the time where you get to shut your shut your mouth.
1: Well, it's called humility and learn. Yeah. You know
2: what I'm saying? Right. And, and that's you talked about the fine line, but I mean that is the art of of the deal. I mean that's what we talk about art of the deal. I mean all the business books. That's the art of the deal is being able to 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 have the confidence, the charisma, the pizzazz, whatever the hell you want to call it, to go out there, make your own mark, build your own brand. But at the same time, when you shut when you show up. In Donald Trump's office, you're not going to tell him about the the condo that you flipped. You're going to shut the hell up, and you're going to listen to what he's got to say because he's going to teach you something. You know what I'm saying?
1: Dude, yeah. Look at social media right now. How many times a day do you get told you're you're, wrong or this or that, and you've got, you know, you look at— People tell
2: me I should cuss less, and I shouldn't post about religion or whatever. whatever. I'm like, bro, you have four followers. I have 160,000 followers on— Dude, I
1: I always love whenever I get criticized on business stuff. And I like click on their profile and they're like, (laughs) they're like, you know, gaming in their mom's basement. Yeah. While you're driving the while you're driving the rolls. I'm like, dude, you know, this would be a time for you to probably shut the fuck up and And listen, listen. as opposed to continuing on the path of playing fucking Grand Theft Auto. And, you know.
0: (laughs) So, Andy, you were talking about the, the close connection between personal branding and business. But I I'm curious and I'm sure people are who are listening. What would a post look like? by a small business that was guided wrongly, let's say, by the tugboat philosophy of of social media. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm trying to I'm trying to put this into really practical terms for people. So if you have a small business, let's say All right, like, I'll give you an example.
1: Okay. I see this all the time with small businesses because small business equals inexperience. I see all the time small businesses mentioning their competition in their Facebook posts. Yep. Okay and that not just mentioning them usually usually it's like somehow whether directly or indirectly trying to make their competition look bad trying to discredit them that's right Disp- maybe and maybe it's maybe it's it doesn't have to be this post like hey you know fuck my competition but even mentioning them at all you are taking your attention the attention that people are paying you that you've cultivated and you're putting it on them you're giving them an option, okay? And that's tugboat mentality. That's mentality of, you know, I'm not going to be an example uh, for everybody to come check out what I have. I'm going to be the fucking small-minded thinker, and I'm going to go out there and attack this. Because, like, dude, what they're doing is, when they post those things, is they've had one customer come in and say something that pissed them off. Or they've heard one rumor that said something they pissed them off. And they're, they're attacking this one little thing with this massive, you know, they think is a massive attack. But what they're really doing is they're showing all their customers, A, they're insecure. B, they're worried about if they actually are better. C, they're giving them an option to go to. You know what I mean? So it's just small-minded thinking, which is, you know, yeah. tugboat thinking. Yeah. Is, is another
0: you, legitimate analogy the difference between hunting and fishing? So to – to well, hold, hold on. Okay.
1: If you own a small business and you are in your competition in an ad – You're making one of the biggest mistakes. And I see medium-sized businesses, big businesses doing this dude big businesses are doing it right now like like the, the Apple
2: and the uh, and the PC like I never understood those no, ads like why do you need to compare bro no. Apple junkies or Apple junkies that's right we're gonna continue to buy the shit no and matter you continue- what you spit out Steve Jobs like why are you freaking why are you trying to compare this that or the other or why you know what I mean like it's find back, your right. identity shine your light and the people that need to, those are your best customers the anyways the best that you can be and th- those are right. your best customers the, be- the-, the best customers are the ones that come in that say I saw your shit I like it I want to buy from you but when you're like trying to haggle with your competition well I'll save you this or I'll do this or I'll do this I mean those are the t- typically dude, the people that get I a coupon it. down the road and they're like well shit I want the refund or this or that or the other you stand up and say this is who I am this is what I do this is what I'm selling this is what I stand for you got one of two options work with me buy
1: from me use me or don't do the time the, the time should be spent showing people how you can help them yeah. versus talking about exactly. your competitors yep and and dude on a small a small business level, you can ruin your company like that. I've seen people do it. It's I've true. had competitors do it
2: of mine. Well, think about the psychology. I mean, to answer that question, I mean, think about the psychology. And, and this is where I can, I can I prove this because I did this. When I first, before all my stuff started going viral on Facebook, um, I was spewing all kinds of negative stuff about my divorce right? It was when Facebook was just starting to blow up and just starting to get big. And, and I was just like negative, 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 all kinds of dumb shit. I had like a couple hundred friends, a couple hundred followers, if that, right? And then all of a sudden it shifted from that to starting my morning studies. So I started studying every single morning. And my challenge for my coach and my mentor was write down something positive that you learned from your study every morning. Well, that's turned into my morning insight, which I've done. Almost 850 in a row, which literally people will email me and be like, bro, I I used your this or I used your that or people have like given talks and lectures. I had a guy in New York that just spoke in front of 5000 people at a marketing conference and used one of my morning insights as like the keynote feature of his entire freaking talk the consistency of that message that I've put out there is what shows the authenticity. It shows the consistency, but it's also shown it a positive vibe. So all these people see me giving, 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 adding value, adding value. So if you're a business owner, small, mid mid-sized big business owner, add value, add that, dude, value, add value.
1: What you're doing over the course of time is ultimately creating loyalty. Exactly. Okay, because what they're doing, you're educating, Right. all right? And then what you do when you educate is a process works like this. You teach somebody something, you contribute something of value to where they say, oh, wow, that, I didn't know that, or that was cool, or I appreciate that thought. I already knew that, but it made me feel good. It made me think about something. Right. Made me remember something that I was already thankful for. Yep. Okay, all of those things under the go under the guise of educating, all right, in this concept that I'm going to speak about right now. You educate, people read information, they find it to be truthful or relevant. You educate some more, they find the information to be truthful. You do that process a number of times. Educate truth, educate truth, educate truth, or validation. Okay. People validate the information is truth. Guess what happens? They become loyal. All right. They become loyal. And eventually they don't have to validate your info anymore. They just say, dude, Sean knows what the fuck he's yeah. talking about. And guess what happens? They're like, dude, hey, you need to fucking go talk to my boy Sean. Or you need to subscribe to my boy Sean. Mm-hmm. Or you need, and you could take, sean and put the name of your fucking business in there and it works the same way hey you need to go talk to my boys over at supplement Superstores. you need to go talk to my boys over at uh first form dude that's how businesses are fucking built and and you know like what gets me man is i see these people who like sell shit online like they're salesmen for other companies they get in a fight with their girlfriend or they got a something and they post some bullshit like you know, poor me status somehow. Like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Like, this shit's yeah. almost like written in code. You're like, what the fuck is this dude even talking yeah. about? You know, and they they don't even stop to think like that. All their customers, all the people who might be recommending them, all the people who might say, "Hey, go see my buddy Joe," instead of saying, "Hey, go see my buddy Joe," they're like, "Fuck Joe's uh, like, crazy, that, dude. That's that guy's crazy. fucking weird." Yep. You know, and. You know, you don't know how much you are shorting yourself by, dude, by putting the negativity out there.
2: Yeah. You know, dude, I've, I've got a recipe for this and I wanted to share. I mean, give this to you, you know, your listeners and stuff on this. But the way that I've built my business and, and what I've discovered over the last couple of years is 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 uh, basically like a three step deal where it's it's real raw and relevant. We talk about results. Like, yeah. all I give a shit about are results. Me Do too. I have more money in my bank account today than I did yesterday? Am I more connected to my significant other today than I am yesterday? Are my kids doing better in school? Am I more, you know what I mean? Is my body in better shape today than it was yesterday? And, and so I've written on my bathroom mirror, because this goes along with the whole lighthouse and the tugboat thing, right. you know, real, raw, and relevant. Everything has got to be real. It's got to be raw, and it's got to be relevant. The real, real, for me, is the truth. What's the truth? Like what's the truth of this situation? What's the truth right now? I wanna sell this, I wanna do this. From a sales perspective, it's massive. Like what are we doing? Raw is the emotions behind it. So, so what are we thinking, what are we feeling? Like what's the emotion behind this deal? Why do people wanna buy your supplements versus these supplements, right? Truth is, everybody needs supplements. Everybody needs to, to, to put good shit in their body. The raw component is why, why me versus somebody else? And then the relevancy is, is how does this pertain to the marketplace? How does this pertain to, to the decision that I'm making right now, which is I'm standing at the, at the, at the checkout line and I want to buy some supplements. I want to buy some insurance. I want to buy this car. You know, the truth is I need to buy a car. The emotion is I really like this car. The relevancy is I need to buy a car today and the result is going to be what? I either buy your shit or I don't. So all the car salesmen listening, all the insurance guys listening, all the salesmen listening, like that's your formula to get the results. Be real, be raw, be relevant that will get you the results and that's how I built my social media dude, that's you know how I so built everything it's 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 crazy the like
1: sales the sales training that these kids get today is still like from like the era of the Dale Carnegie era where it's all mind manipulation no, trying exactly. to manipulate it's the all mind it's all bullshit. manipulation dude being real is the most effective sales yep. strategy you could ever have if you don't know you say I don't know yeah if you, I don't know, hey, bro, I don't know the answer to that question, but I'm going go go to go find it out. out. Yep. You know how much respect I have for people that tell me that? Yeah. Like, even my employees, when I'm like, hey, Sheld- like you met Sheldon, I'm like, yeah. hey, Sheldon, you know, what do, what do we got to do to do this? I don't know, man, but I'll, I'll and dude, yeah. that motherfucker have an answer in an hour. Yeah. And, and so, like, dude, now he's my boy. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't know, man, like, the, the shit that these kids are still being taught for sales is so ridiculous. It's like. You don't need to manipulate your way no, into sales. You, need you don't need to manipulate value. into success. You need to solve their fucking problem. Exactly. And you need to solve it in such a way that makes them say, "Dude, I went to Sean's Lions, not Sheep Camp. I've came out a better man. If you don't fucking go, you're crazy. That's what it <laughs> needs. To, that's that's what we, dude. Right. Your camps that you do, they and they are this good, but they but they have to be right. Right. You get what six dudes that come in, six to ten dudes that Once come in. A month. He spends three days with them. And it's expensive, man. It could be up to 10 grand to go to this thing. And it ha- you know how good a value you have to provide to justify $10,000? A, you gotta overcome that. B, you gotta do such a great job that people walk out and they say, "Holy fuck, yeah. dude! That ten grand should have been hundred grand."
2: Well, and the results are simple. I right. mean, the results. You go to my Facebook page and you look at the results. I mean, guys posting videos about how literally I get guys but that come in. That goes with in, any product. Exactly. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. I got guys that are coming in that are like, literally, I'm against the ropes. I'm drowning. I have this this, this application form that the guys will fill out, and I give them the option to answer that. You know, hey, I'm doing all right. Life's kind of difficult, whatever, whatever. Or the last option is, I'm fucking drowning. And I get guys that that flat out come in that are like, I'm drowning. I'm losing my business. I'm losing my marriage. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm 30 something years old. I got the house. I got the car. I got the whatever, whatever. And I'm fucking lost and whatever. And and at the end of the day, when they come out from this experience, it literally changes their life. I mean, I've got guys that, that go on to like completely revolutionize oh, dude, I, I've their I've business. Yeah, you've talked to them, yeah. you've seen that shit. And, right. and again, that's my formula. This right. is how I operate my business. This is how I operate the lions, not sheep experience. This is how I operate the lions den. Everything I'm that I want to do in with you on is these, literally dude. real. What are the results? How do we get the results? You get the results by doing three things. You get real, you get raw, you get relevant. From a sales perspective, from a life-changing perspective. I mean, fuck apply this to your relationships. We've been living in this world of bullshit, right? Wait, wait, dude. I mean, so wait,
1: before you even go off. <laughs> like the funny thing is is like these guys who are in and, and dude, there's a number of people listening right now, guys and girls. Dude, let me stop right here, okay? Because the reason that you, people like you or myself or other people that have a perspective of like realness and like what it's really about is because we've gone through the fucking mm-hmm. battle of life. Right. Like, dude, I've had shit happen to me that most people can't fucking comprehend. Yep. Just like you have. Yep. Okay. And we lived, we came out and we got better because of it. Yep. And so, you know, anybody who's listening to this right now, you know, you know, so it's not your fault that you haven't figured it out It's it's society's fault For imposing a lie Of what life is supposed to be Your whole entire life It starts when you're a little kid Hey Johnny what do you want to be Oh I want to be an astronaut Oh good for you Then you go to school right You go to school and you say the, You tell your buddy at school when you're riding on the bus You know hey man can I borrow a fruit roll up Yeah Alright give a fruit roll up but Dude guess what Tony I'm going to be a fucking astronaut Tony looks at you and he says You're a fucking idiot And then he takes his fruit roll-up back, right? And then all of a sudden you're like, you go home and you're like, mom, uh, Tony said I'm an idiot for wanting to be an astronaut. And she's like, well, you know, it's really hard to be an astronaut. It's like one out of a million people actually get to be an astronaut. So right there when you're seven years old, you give up on your fucking goal to be an astronaut, all right? And this goes on from fucking grade school to high school or junior high to high school to college. And by the time you're in college, you're so afraid to be anything other than what everybody else is mm-hmm. that you do nothing. All right? So what do you do? You go get married. You marry some chick that you've probably been banging for fucking three years. And you say, ah, I've been banging her for three years. Let's get fucking married. Oh, we will go buy a house for $250,000 and we'll put up a little white picket fence. We'll have a couple of fucking kids and guess what? We'll be 75 years old. But here's what they don't fucking tell you is that that doesn't work. That does not equal happiness. That does not equal fulfillment in life, okay? And people don't teach this. They don't teach you that what reality is. Just like we talked to Bob Bro in the beginning. It's a good thought. I agree with you. But you're a fucking idiot for believing that, all right? And maybe you're just young. You don't know any better. But the reality is is that life is fucking complex. And, well, actually, I take that back. Life is fucking simple. Life is simple, But society makes it complex. We we fuck it up. We create
2: complexity. We create. Because we tell
1: people this bullshit story of what life's really going to be. And then they get to be 35 years old and they're like, fuck, I'm not a millionaire. Dude, what did I do wrong? You didn't do anything wrong. You did exactly what you're supposed to do. And guess what? Society's mission is to create cogs for the fucking machine. So that you can be a cog. It's not to create you to be a millionaire or to be a fucking significant person. School, preschool, kindergarten, grade school, junior high, high school, college is all developed for you to be a minimal functioning human piece of the machine. And it's not your fault that you didn't get to be the president. It's, it's your mom's fucking fault for telling you when you were seven years old that that dream was unattainable. You know what I'm saying? And, dude, that's where we end up with people who need a fucking readjustment. Right. You know what I mean? Because I've gone out and fucked everything I can up, and so have you. Yep. You know what I mean? I, and it, it's not my fault. It's a, you know, I was lucky enough to have a dad like I had. Like, you met him. Mm-hmm. My dad's fucking OG, dude. My dad tell me, dude, if you, dude, my dad used to literally tell me when I was 16 years old that he thought I could beat Mike Tyson in a boxing match. Like, because I was a scrapper dude in high school. And, like, he used to literally believe that he could, like, find me a coach. And and he believed it. And I'm like, Dad, you're fucking crazy. (laughs) But, like, that's the opposite of what most parents are like. Most parents are like, dude, like, you got a kid who's ambitious. You got the fire. You know, Dad, I'm going to go box Mike Tyson. He's like, son, you can't even fucking box yourself out of a wet paper bag. You're not going to beat
0: Mike Tyson. Right, right. But, dude, hold on, hold on. How about Mr. Asterick Hole is going to show up. The other thing your dad taught you is you got to work for it. No.
1: Right. Listen. I'm getting to that. The point is <laughs> is that I had I was lucky enough to have a parent who fucking fueled the fire versus take fire away. And if you're a parent right now and you're one of these kid you're telling your kids who are fucking under the age of 18 to be realistic, fucking stop. Let them dream. Let them fucking shoot for big shit. Because just cuz you didn't fucking do it doesn't mean that they can't fucking do it. Nothing annoys me more than when people tell people, dude, you're not being realistic. You're not thinking... You're you're thinking crazy shit. I was told that my whole fucking life. You know what I mean? By outsider. I would come home beat. I would come home beat up, dude. Crying, upset. My dad would be like, hey, fuck those people. You know what I mean? So I was lucky in that aspect. But most people aren't. Most people have the opposite thing. And so, you know, I, I just... You know, if you're listening to this and you feel like you're lost and you feel like you're in a place, don't fucking beat yourself up over it. Just realize that you can take control from this point forward. You know, not just, um, you know, you don't have to be a victim for the rest of your life just because you're upset right now, you know? Now, dude.
2: The the, the interesting thing to me is that. I'm fucking sweating now. You're all fired up, bro. Dude. I'm going to move to the other side of the table.
1: I'm ready to fucking rock and roll.
2: Here's the thing that, that, I mean, to just follow up with what you're saying, man, I, I agree 150%. And, and so, so, so let's talk reality. Like guys are 30 something years old, 40 something years old. listening to what you're talking about right now. And they're like, right. yeah, yeah, cool, bro. Cool story. Like you're 36 years old. You got, you're driving a nice car, whatever, whatever. You made it. What the fuck? 'Cause these are the guys that I talk to every single day. These are the right. guys that reach out that apply to the to the to the Lions Not Sheep experience and they're like, All right, cool. I'm 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 thirty nine years old, I'm forty years old, I've been busting my hump, I'm married, I got the deal, I got this, I got that. It literally transcends right back to the childhood, which is right. like I've never asked for the raise. I've never asked for the deal. I've never gone out and ventured. I've never created that epicness with my, with my wife or which my significant the, which other. Which is
1: what's created the problem. Exactly. Yes. And so that,
2: that's the conversation. And, and dude, I'm telling you, I was having a conversation with a dude the other day, and we talked about this, about you know, intimacy with his wife. Yeah. And dude, how you do one thing is how you do all things. That's right. How you do one thing is how you do all things. So the same reason that you're stuck making the money that you're making, not leveling up, not jumping into the business, not creating the epicness that you wanna create, is the same reason that your marriage is the way that it is. Which is, it's mundane, it's the same shit, it's dry, it's lethargic, you fuck the same way, you earn the same way. It's exactly how it works, man. How you do one thing is how you do all things. And there comes a point in time where just like the kid, letting that kid have that ability to dream, to go to whatever, whatever, these, these, these 30, 40 year old guys who come to my experience who, who reach out are just kind of like, "What the fuck do I do? Like what do I do? Dude, like what the, do I the do? Pro-
1: the, and the reason they and they're waiting that way, for permission. Well no, oh yeah, dude, that's a whole other. They're, they're waiting for permission. Thing. But the thing is, is the reason that they're fucking in that position and this is the sad part about it, and this is the part that bothers me the most because I get this too. This is these are dudes who have like, by all standards, done everything perfect yeah you know what they're I mean. they're part of the box
2: they're in the box and the box is like this is what it should look right. like they've,
1: they've won the box mm-hmm. and they're like wait this isn't right you know what and i mean they get
2: to that level of of we talked about this last night with money and, and arrival and whatever whatever and what do you do and I think this is the conversation that I love having with guys is, is taking that level of authenticity yeah. and truly doing what the fuck you want to do, saying what you want to say, taking off all of the reins, if you will, and just realizing, like just like a little kid, we put them into these boxes, sit down, shut up, quiet down, don't talk too loud, don't run too much. I mean, nowadays, they, they're trying to, like, ban my kids from playing tag at school, literally. And so, so now fast forward to when you're 40 years old. No, 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 no. Look, you got the safety. You got the deal. You got this. Don't branch out. Don't try and live your dream. Don't get excited. Don't start the business. Why? Just stay in this little cocoon. Stay in this little box. It's safe. It's warm. It's comfy. And yet, guys are are like, I'm fucking miserable. Like, I'm miserable. I hate this shit. Like, I love my wife, but I hate fucking coming home. I love my kids, but I want to freaking throw them out the window half the time. I hate going to work. I hate my job. And it's like, dude, you realize at some point in time you're going to roll over and be dead. Right. And, and you're sitting here and, and like my biggest fear, my my personal biggest fear is that I'm laying on my deathbed, which chances are I'm not going to be on my deathbed. I'm going to be going out like doing 200 miles an hour in a race car or jumping out of an airplane or some crazy shit like that. But my biggest fear is that, that I'm on my deathbed Knowing that I've got a brain and a mind full of ideas and concepts and and things that God put there and a heart full of ex- just passion to fucking live, and I squandered it. Dude, I that's think my biggest fear is that I did not do the shit that I felt. Because here's the thing I've got a 50 50 chance of, of, of winning, I got a 50 50 chance of losing, and I like those odds. I do too. And, and at the end of the day, like thirty, these, these guys that are listening to your show right now, bro, that are in their late 30s, in their 40s, that are sitting there going, What the fuck? Like, is this it? Like, really, is this it? Now's the time, bro. Now's the time that you need to align yourself with with people like Andy. That's the reason you're listening to this podcast versus the other dry, dumb shit.
1: Dude, for the last 50 years, you know, the problem was, you know, they had this same problem, and then they would go to their neighbors, and they'd all talk, and they'd be like, dude, we're all fucking miserable. Mm -hmm. This sucks. But you didn't have access to people who had actually done shit. Now, we live in this awesome age where you've got... People who are successful, and I'm not talking about just me, there's hundreds of people out there, successful entrepreneurs, guys with real world success in life, not just money, in all different areas that are available to you via social media, Yep. and now you may not be able to like, actually talk to all these people, but you probably could if you were creative enough.
2: Well, dude, I, I posted something the other day about coming out here right. and doing the podcast and sitting down with you, and I was like... I'm going to go travel across the country to go hang out with a dude that I've never met. Why? Because I want to. Why? Because I want to level up. Why? I want, I want him in my circle. Right. And, and he wants my me in his circle, circle kind right. of a deal. And people were responding like, well, dude, I don't have any friends. And I don't have any this and I don't have saw any that. that. And I'm just like, well, then. then you said why? You're, you're, All you said was you're why? quick enough. Yeah.
1: And then, and then she wrote back.
2: Good question. Exactly. Right. So simple shit like that. Right. Yay, yay, nay, nay conversation. But at the end of the day, you literally have at your fingertips a social platform called Facebook that's connecting the world. That's how you and I met. Right. That's I'm, I'm, I'm doing all of my deals. I'm marketing. I'm driving my business through Facebook. And it's and it's in a level of authenticity. And that's if every single guy listening to this right now has the same 24 hours, has the same access, to the same people, they could message you. And, and I guarantee you there might come a point in time where you're going to be like, dude, this guy's messaged me like whatever, whatever. He must be. Who do you want? You want hustlers. Right. That's the kind of guy that you want is a yeah. guy who's persistent who's like, Fuck, about, Andy, I want to learn from thing? you, dude. About, uh,
1: Josh. Josh. Josh Santos. Dude,
2: Josh Santos. <laughs> shout out to you, Josh Santos, right now. You don't work for me. You don't work for Andy. And, and yet we both we
1: thought, thought that he worked for the
2: other guy. That he worked for the other guy because Josh was literally adding value. It's what I said. If you want to fucking dominate in your business, if you want to dominate in your life, if you want to dominate in your world and every single thing that you're doing, add let's, fucking let's tell, value. Let's tell a story value. real
1: quick. So, like, dude, this dude, all right, he emails me out of the blue. This is like, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago. Hey Andy, I'm Josh. You know, uh, I I help arrange podcasts, like put people on podcasts. And I'm like, Oh, okay. So I'm thinking like this dude's got like all these dudes that he works with, right? So he's like, Oh, do you want to be on Mike Dillard's uh, you know, self made man podcast? I'm like, sure. You know, so I go on the podcast, I meet Mike, we talk, awesome fucking dude, awesome yeah. podcast. If you're not listening to that podcast. Uh, Self-made yeah, stud dude, awesome podcast. He's like, "All right, cool. Um, What do you think about having Sean Whalen on your show?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool." And like, I thought it was weird because you and I had already been like talking, right? And so I'm like, "Well, I guess this is Sean's dude who like they all belong to this dude who organizes this <laughs> shit." So, so, so yesterday, he, uh, Josh emails me and he's like, "Hey, man, can you uh, send me the travel itinerary so I can make sure Sean's got it and everything?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool." So. We send it over. Sean gets here. We go to dinner. We start talking. And I'm like, so your dude, Josh, and well, he's like, I thought that was your dude.
2: He, and, was, he was emailing me the same thing. He's like, yeah. listen, I want to get you on, on Andy's podcast. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, Let's coordinate schedules. Yeah. He's like, look, I'll figure out what schedule works for us. He was
1: literally saying, like, right. I'll figure out
2: what schedule works for us. Right. So I thought he was so, your boy. So we
1: both thought that he was like the <laughs> other guy's dude. When in reality, all he is is this guy that's out there hustling. He's hustling his ass to, off, man. To make a name for himself. Yep. By connecting other people, that's how he's bringing value. He did not get paid. I did not pay him. You did not pay nope. him. He got nothing. But you know what he does have now? He has two motherfuckers that are going to do shit yep. and set the world on fire. He got my respect and think highly of him. Yep.
2: If if I if I, I, I do, literally am like to recruit so impressed somebody,
1: after that story yeah. last after we figured out last night. That dude went up like a thousand notches. Totally,
2: that's exactly the way I feel. It's exactly how I feel. He even commented when I put the picture of you it. and I. Did I you, you see it. his comment? Yeah. Like my work yeah, and yeah, like yeah. his work is done. He literally has taken ownership of you and I being together, sitting right. here right now. Which is Which awesome. most people are like, "You didn't do that." I'm like, "Dude, God bless America. I fucking love this guy. <laughs> and if I need to hire somebody, like right now, I'm calling his ass. Dude. You know what I mean?" But that's
1: that is. Hey, bro, when we do our tour, we fucking dude. I'm telling you, he's
2: say, that's actually a really good idea. No shit. Dude, that's, that is the epitome of, of what the hustle is. That's what we need. That's what America needs. That's what people need. That's what you got to no, look at a situation like that like, like, what and you said, copy five minutes his shit. shit.
1: You don't need fucking permission. Just right. go out and do it. Like, right. dude, you got he, this guy had a dream like, hey, I'm going to put these two fucking guys together and it's going to be awesome.
2: Yeah. He made that happen. And now in both of our worlds, your world and my world, like he, he is the stud. guy. He's a freaking stud that yeah. we'd go to bat for. We would do whatever, whatever.
1: Right. Yeah. And he—and who knows how many other dudes out there he's doing this with.
2: Now, here, here's something to think, though. And, and everybody listening to this, this is, this is a huge thing to consider is – I, for, for instance, for me, I've done almost 800 and something of these Morning Insights, right? I don't get paid for them. There's no monetization per Morning Insight kind of a deal. Josh didn't make one dime putting us together. But yet at the same time, what did he do? He added value to my world and he added value to your world. Delayed so the next time he calls and he's like, hey, here's the deal. And this is what so many people, so many small businesses, mid-sized businesses, big businesses, entrepreneurs, hustlers forget is it's all about looking at the dollar. Give me the dollar, give me the dollar, give me the dollar, give me the dollar. dollar." You're not adding shit to anybody's world. Second, you start adding value into somebody's universe. I don't care if it's your question about about marketing, you know, inbound, outbound, add value, add value, add value. value. You add value via Facebook, via social media, via everything that you do. Add fucking value into people's lives, and those people will become lifelong loyal customers. They will become lifelong loyal fans. No, no, no,
1: That's not what happens, Sean. What What happens happens is the success fairy flies down magically (laughs) from uh, from success land and shits $100 bills on these people. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's just... That it has nothing to do with the actions and yeah, reactions. Right. It's all fucking magic.
2: If you just have a cool suit and a, and a Facebook profile, you're going to start making millions of dollars. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> just sit there and, and um, magically make
0: money. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like show notes for this episode, you are out of luck because there is no way I'm going to try to summarize this episode with show notes. However, if you'd like to visit the page on the website that uh, at least offers some sort of detail of this episode, it's themfceo.com forward slash 30. We are actually up to our thirtieth. This is thirty episode. Yeah, nice,
2: dude. An even round number. I can remember that. Yeah. So, dude, congrats on thirty episodes, bro. Thank it's you, good shit. Yeah. Did Vaughn just say oh, on the air, he's not putting in the work. Dude, <laughs> hey, Josh. Attention, Josh. Josh, is listening. You got a job, bro. Guess what, Vaughn? You're out, son.
1: <laughs> Pack I, it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, I think this is a good spot. You know, um, we're gonna do another another podcast um, here in a few weeks with Sean. We're gonna talk about some other things, but. Um, you know, guys, I think the theme overall here, I mean, there's a, not a little themes, but I think the biggest theme that we could take away from what we're talking about is to, to work yourself, be selfish enough to create the best version of you because you're going to inspire and and accomplish way more by doing that than by letting yourself be sucked down the path of the mediocrity of society. You know what yep. I mean? Um I, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. A lot of people, they want to help everybody. Like, dude, I have a couple of my family members who are just such good people. Um, and they spend all their time trying to, like, put Band-Aids on, like, what you know, we yeah. talked about last night. Like, a gushing wound. Right. You know what I mean? Instead of, like, just working on yourself. And um, you have to realize that sometimes being selfish is selfless. Yep. You know what I mean?
2: Selfishness is not a bad thing. Society is has taken that word and made it a negative but at the end of the day like I would much rather be the dude on the airplane that's alive that's able to save other people why because I put my mask on first I'd much rather be that guy than to be the guy that that can't help anybody why because I'm dead plain and simple Lighthouse tugboat man every single decision you make every single thing you do Lighthouse tugboat
0: Thanks for listening guys we're going to have Sean on again stay tuned It'll take your day off.